Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. You're listening to Linux in the Ham Shack. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. All right, newly licensed general operator, W5MOO. Yeah. I'm Russ, K5TUX. She's over there. Bill's... uh, Made it safely back to Big Sky Country. Woohoo! He saw te- he saw Tetons in the morning light on the way home. So that's Yay. right. <laughs> it's a nice welcome back to Wyoming, I guess. All right, so this is episode number two hundred and twenty nine. It's our first episode since we've all been back from Hamvention. So let's talk a little bit about Hamvention. I let's see. I picked up a couple of Baofeng radios and a cold. Um, <laughs> now I think you had the cold when we left. Well, I, I think your one of your coworkers shared with you. Probably, so. um, kissing so. cousins at work. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, he he has one coworker that sits beside his cubicle, and every single time he works down there, he comes back with a cold. And he'll be like, "Yeah, Kayla had a cold again." I'm like, "Kayla always has a cold, and therefore you're going to have a cold." And three or four days later. Look, he's got a cold. <laughs> so yes. yeah. you should start your mornings there with just like Clorox wipes and just wipe everything down first, and then you can sit down. Yeah, and he probably <laughs> needs to take some airborne with him and suck a couple of glasses of that down. And yeah, you know. that I'll just do that as for my lunch. I'll just drink airborne <laughs> instead of water or juice or anything right, like that. Yeah, there so. you go. All right. Well, anyway, that that explains the uh, change in the timbre of my voice. So uh, anyway. Uh, Bill uh, picked up a uh, a Wolf River coil and a nice long uh, whip to go with it for his car mm-hmm. on the way back, and we uh, set that up on Saturday, Saturday. night and yeah. uh, made a successful contact out in uh, New Mexico, and then you made a few contacts on the way home, too. Yeah, yeah, so I picked up the, um, it's actually the soda kit from uh, Wolf River, so it includes the uh, 10 through 40 meter coil. And a uh, collapsible whip and a stand and uh, three radials um, at the at the Hamvention. And then I was like, "Well, I, you can use these mobile, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, we got a lot of guys that use it mobile." And he showed me some pictures, and I'm like, "Okay." He's like, "Well, we have these 102 inch whips." I was like, "Okay, I'll take one of those too. We'll give it a whirl on the way home." I do have I had like my trunk full of ham sticks, and I was having uh, I was having issues with those. I don't know what. Maybe it's just you know operator error. But uh, yeah, we we put it on there, loaded it up. Yeah, it worked fine. So I was like, okay, I'll just drive with it. So uh, I was in the middle of, uh, I think it was Iowa or something like that, like Cedar Falls or something like that. And I was here in Europe most of the way home anyway. Uh, I was here in Europe on 20 meters. Yeah, I tried to call a couple guys and uh, no no success because there were like, uh, you know, pileups and stuff like that. So I was just tuning around the band. And I found a guy finally calling CQ and nobody was answering. And it was uh, it was uh, Italy. So I worked uh, I worked Italy first time. Uh, no problems. He uh, copied me just fine. I said, yeah, 50 watts from the mobile in uh, Cedar Falls, Iowa. And uh, he read back fine. So, uh, yeah, he gave me a five and five and five, I think. So, you yeah, not bad. Five and five, five and three or something like something like that. Five and five, probably. 
I'd have to look at my log yeah. <laughs> somewhere in the car. <laughs> Not bad for mobile in Iowa to uh, all the way across Europe. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I was impressed. That was worth the price of admission in, in, in yeah. my opinion. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's good. I, I'm, I'm happy. I did work a guy uh, when I was, uh, when I just left Hamvention, I worked a guy actually in northern in Indiana, and uh, he was just booming in on 20, you know, just short, short, obviously short distance because I was, uh, you know, just almost into uh, Indiana. And uh, worked him uh, mobile, and yeah, he said, yeah, he's I'm, like the loudest mobile he's heard. <laughs> and I'm like, well, probably because I'm so close, and the band conditions are mediocre at best right now. Um, but we had a nice, uh, quick Kiso uh, and chatted up a little bit, and uh, so yeah, I was, I was pretty happy. Uh, although I, I did notice because I did have this mounted in the front of the car, um, the bugs hitting it eventually did create some uh, uh, shortening of the the line a little bit. So I did have some tuning issues along the road. I had to kind of go out there and wipe them off and and move on. So I think if I had to use it for mobile, I'd probably protect the coil somewhat if it's in the front. If not, uh, I'll I'll think about how to move it to the back and find a mounting point back there. But uh, yeah, so that was like my my only uh, only purchase there. And I was I was I was pretty happy with it. So, well, I bet you didn't expect to have an insect bailing on the way home. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how come no one's thought of this before? I mean, it's a perfect way to use dead bugs, right? Yeah, sure. exactly. Yeah, well, you don't need a clip to short the antenna. You can just use bug guts. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a, it was a good time, and uh, yeah, it was, it was it was so fun meeting everybody that came there to say hi and. People just stopping by the booth and ran into a lot of uh, scouters from uh, from uh, the National Jamboree last year. Ran into a lot of them at uh, <clears throat> walking around the event. Spotted a few of them that weren't working the uh, K two BSA booth, and uh, so that was that was good fun, good fun uh, all around. And of course, meeting Gene and a couple of the other ones that we you know don't really expect to see because they're so far away. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, we. You know, thanks to uh, Don, KB2YSI, we had a lot of DVDs that we were able to uh, give away for a donation to the program, uh, and we had a whole lot left over. And at the end, you took some, and you're going to give them away. Do you have a plan for those? Yeah, actually, I took them to the club uh, meeting Monday night and uh, set them on the table there for uh, for the club members to try out. So uh, hopefully uh, hopefully, I'll hear back from it. I uh I told him, hey, if you have any problems or questions, call me. I had to run back here, so I didn't get a chance to actually do the meeting itself. I had to sign some uh, Eagle Scout paperwork, so <laughs> quite busy on, on Monday evening. Um, of course, this is when I was you know, still groggy from driving. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was Monday when I got back. I got back Monday morning, and I still had tons of stuff to do on Monday. <laughs> All right. Excellent. So, yeah, we all had a great time. Uh, we noticed that the the foot traffic seemed to be down a bit, especially on Saturday. Friday was, was just fine. Um, because it was raining all day. Yeah, I mean, the rain definitely does drive things in, you know, as far as the indoor vendors are concerned. So that's always nice. But uh, Saturday was down a little bit, but, I mean, we still uh, had lots of... Uh, you know, visitation from everybody. Everybody had, uh, you know, kind words to say and good questions to ask and things like that. We did get a couple of interviews, which we're going to publish in the next episode. So uh, stay tuned for that. It'll be really interesting because I learned a lot about a certain topic that uh, I didn't know about. So, yes. Spoiler alert. If you yep. follow us on Twitter, you can uh, find that information out. <laughs> yep. You, you already know. But we won't give it away Super here. Super secret. Just, yeah. <laughs> Super secret out in the open. That's exactly where it there is. There you go. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I talked to some of the vendors while I was walking around there Sunday, and uh, most of them 
had really good words about uh, the traffic, even though, you know, we kind of saw that slowdown on Saturday. Apparently it uh, didn't really impact, uh, it didn't really impact uh, the business of uh, what people were there for Hamvention for. So that, that was good to hear. I've seen a couple of write-ups since then, and it all seems to be fairly positive comments. So, uh, so yeah, I think, I think uh, they probably did fine. And I will say a quick shout out to the folks over at RNL Electronics because that's where I bought pretty much all the stuff that I bought there. And uh, I had an issue with one of the one of the Baofeng radios that I bought, which was probably my issue, not not theirs. But they um, were very accommodating, you know, taking stuff back and and basically getting me exactly what I wanted, and uh, really being uh, you know price effective. I mean, I don't know how they sell the shit for as little as they sell it for. <laughs> I mean, because I know like the stuff giving is, it away. <laughs> yeah, I know the stuff is inexpensive, but they're like really inexpensive there. So. Uh, yeah, so a big shout out to RNL Electronics. They're an Ohio company. I don't remember where, but uh, yeah, if you uh, go to Hamvention and you want to buy some stuff, because they they had the whole range. They had everything from Biofungs to you know top end Yezus and Icoms and everything else. So if you needed some ham gear, they had it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. I almost went over to the Biano people. They were over there selling batteries, and I was thinking, man, I could buy me a a nice big fat battery for soda since i got this nice antenna <laughs> uh, yeah there you go. and then i was like yeah maybe i should wait <laughs> next year yeah, yeah yeah maybe next time or you know do you remember i got i got a 4200 milliamp battery right now which would probably be fine for like a single activation right um, but it wouldn't be bad to have a second one yeah there was also the company that had the um, no holes installation kits for various things. They had like cup mounts and windshield mounts and things like that. Do you happen to remember the company? I don't remember. Uh, oh yeah. No, they were in the building next door. You sent me over there. I came out with something. Right. So. I, I don't remember the company. I'll, if we find them, I'll put them in the show notes. Cause uh, Cheryl was having a thing where we got her a uh, handy talkie and she was having an issue like uh, carrying it around, it? like how, how to hold on to it. And I'm like, well, why don't you go over and ask those guys and see if they have something for like, you can hang it off your wheelchair somewhere. And sure enough, they found something where you could actually yeah. uh, mount it on the, the back cane of her wheelchair and clip a radio to it and uh, keep the speaker mic, you know, on her lapel or whatever. So, um, yeah, which is a lot better than me having the radio clipped to my bra strap. Because <laughs> when you're sitting in a wheelchair, you really can't put it in your pocket. So I, I did that as a lark, and it's funny that they actually came up with something. So. It took him a while. Yeah. Yo, it, it took him like 10 minutes, and he was like, you know, he kept walking around my chair and then walking back behind his table looking at stuff and coming out with other things, and he'd walk back out. And, you know, finally he surfaced with the thing that I came home with. And he was just like, I think this is the only thing we've got that'll work. And I was like, and I think that will work just fine. Yep. And he was like, yeah, you just, you're going to have to be careful going through like doors and stuff with it. And I was like, eh, we'll, we'll fix it where that is not a problem. Yeah. And he was like, on the okay. inside or something. Yeah. yeah. Or on, front of you. on the inside of the cane. And plus it will actually mount it up high. So the antenna will actually be uh, like over the top of your head, which will right. make it even uh, receive better. So there you right. go. Yeah. I do want to make one more mention of um, the the youth programs that were over in that building too, with the guys with all the attachments for your, you know, clipping right. on stuff. And right. I was really impressed walking over there. Uh, the several times I did how full uh, that youth area was with uh, a lot of engaged youth. Um, they had looked like some kit building going on there. They had some little robot war things going on there. Uh, yeah, it looked, it looked really good seeing, uh, you know, group of youth, at the hamvention like that and having their own little area. And, um, I heard the, uh, the youth forum was, was really well attended. So, uh, you know, 
congrats to uh, the Hamvention folks for getting space for all these uh, these youth programs and uh, getting them engaged. Yeah, I walked through there too because you kind of had to to go through the rest of the building, but uh, they definitely had a lot of uh, visitors over there. And everyone did seem really interested in what was going on. I did see all the robotics and the kit builders and the makers and all that stuff over there. Uh, and that's where they had the youth forums as well, too. So it was nice to see that super heavily attended. So, Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, we want to finally thank uh, everybody who donated to our Hamvention campaign. It was a huge success. We were fully funded when we started. We got lots of donations while we were there. Uh, Mystery Guy made his appearance again. So... You know who you are. Yes, and thank you very much. <laughs> so thank yes, you. Very too. generous. Very generous. Yep. Extraordinarily. Like stupidly so actually. I'm just like <laughs> You know, you are calling him calling the person Mr. Guy. It could be Mystery Woman. No, no, I I've uh, made comments about that before and just based on the amateur radio community I'm gonna say it's a guy. I think I'm safe in that, but uh hmm. yeah. I we're never gonna know, so I guess we'll you know, whatever. But, uh, yeah, thanks to everyone who uh, donated great and small. Uh, every little bit helped a lot. Uh, we all had a great time, and uh, we're looking forward to doing it again next year. 2019. Yep. Ooh, 2019. We're, we're, like, actually, we're, like, every day we're going on to uh, hotel sites, waiting, <laughs> waiting for that day to open up so we can get something a lot closer to Xenia, because nuts to these 30-minute drives. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to move on with the regular business of nope, our program. Nope, oh, nope. no, I have Uh-oh. something to say. Oh, you have something to say. Excellent. I want to thank Kevin Murphy, Murray, excuse me, K2FN, for actually coming and testing me at 9 o'clock on Thursday night. They got tangled up in a horrific wreck between New Jersey and Dayton, Ohio. So, you know, they were running late, and we had, luckily had time to set up our booth. Um but yeah, he and he and his crew were more than happy to test me. So again, this year. So yep. If you listen to our last episode, uh, Kevin Murray talked to us a little bit about himself and about Whiskey Charlie Two Fox Delta and their affiliation with the Laurel VEC team and all that stuff. So there's a little bit of audio from him. So check that out. And yes, um, that group is always super super accommodating. So Cheryl has agreed to try and get her extra next year did i yep she doesn't know yes. that but she did absolutely <laughs> whoa whoa wait 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 Some, can somebody clue that. me in <laughs> i heard it did we you? all, we all heard it. Yeah. yeah two against okay. one so right. yeah okay <laughs> no i think it's all of our listeners against one <clears throat> great <Yeah. laughs> all right even the non-ham ones are one that's right that's yeah. right all right yeah you need to get your extra no you don't need to get your extra but if you do that would be great Okay. All right. So now we'll move on to the regular business of our program and uh, talk about some upcoming events because this is our weekender edition. So uh, Bill's going to rattle off some contests that are coming up real soon now. Yeah, we got a big one coming up this weekend. It's the CQ Worldwide WPX contest, the CW edition. So uh, if you got a good prefix, uh, get on there and CW. And even if you have to use one of those evil decoders to... uh, to decode the CW, I suggest just getting on there anyway. It's it's kind of fun, and uh, you know if I can work uh, Europe from the from the middle of the country on fifty watts, I'm sure you can do well from your house. So uh, that's a great contest to try out. That runs May twenty sixth at Zero Zulu all the way through to uh, twenty three fifty nine on May twenty seventh. And of course, you can check out the uh, the rules over there on the CQWPX site 
uh, next weekend, uh, not, there's a bunch of little stuff going on next weekend, but I picked out this one here because it looked interesting. This is a DigiFest, and this runs from, uh, looks like a couple of spots here on June 2nd from uh, 400 uh, Zulu to uh, 200 Zulu. And uh, and it looks like from 2000 Zulu on June 2nd to 400 Zulu on June 3rd. And yeah, a bunch of other times too. <laughs> bunch of little operating windows so uh check out that that contest uh coming up here apparently it's using all the other oddball uh digital modes uh i didn't see like an ft8 on there and stuff like that i did see like olivia and uh, mpsk and a bunch of other ones um so give that one uh, uh, a look-see especially because uh, we just had our uh, our uh what our challenge the other uh the other week about getting onto some random modes so here's the modes ready 75 so it's 75 baud not the normal ready that you would run because i think a normal contest ready is uh ready 45 bpsk 63 mfsk 16 hell schreiber good old hell schreiber and olivia so uh yeah try that out it's on all the regular bands it looks like everything but 160 it's got a bunch of different uh bunch of different uh, categories you can try single op uh all bands single mode whatever you want to try so uh yeah give that a try try out some of those other modes and uh give your uh, signal links and your your rig blasters a workout i want to try the hell schreiber one that's that's the mode i really want to make a contact on because it's just so cool the the sort of image mode that hell schreiber is yeah i, I yeah, want looks like ticker tape yeah i want to do that one yeah i've actually i've actually worked some people on that before <laughs> So yeah, it is a mode uh, mode that I've done in the past. I haven't done it recently, probably more than ten years ago. But but I have made some uh, several contacts on that. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a fun one. Um, let's go into special events. We got a bunch of special events coming up because this is Memorial Day weekend. So as everybody's hitting the road, we have some special events going on, and there's three of them that uh, I found specific to uh, Memorial Day weekend. Now they are running for more than just Memorial Day. Uh, weekend, but you can find uh, Kilo One Alpha. Uh, they're run by the. Uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, I'm trying to see the club name. I just see the club, the the Cleburne, uh, Texas Club KC5NX. They'll be on HF on uh, 20 and 40, so you can find them. Uh, we also have uh, K7UGA. They're over in Phoenix, Arizona, the Central Arizona DX Association. They'll be on all, all bands and all modes, so they're going to be omnipresent on the bands. Uh, so you can check them out too over their uh, cadxa.org site, and then we also have the Vietnam M- Memorial Moving Wall is also going to be on the air as an NV November Victor Seven Charlie Victor, and they're going to be over there in uh, Minden, uh, Nevada. Uh, so the uh, Sierra Intermountain uh, Emergency uh, Radio Association will be on there, and looks like they'll be running some uh, some uh, two meters and twenty meters and forty meters. So they have some QSL information, and they'll probably tell you all about that uh, that moving wall if you uh, haven't uh, haven't seen that before. And then the following weekend, we have the big museum ships weekend, and this this particular event seems to be growing and growing. I know uh, the local club here gets involved. They actually go down to the uh, the naval, uh, it's like a navy reserve, you know, building or something like that for all the reservists up here, and uh, so they activate the the building as part of the uh, the weekend. So uh, check that out. That's a, a pretty pretty uh, fun fun one to collect a bunch of uh, uh, museum ships and stuff like that. So you'll see like the USS North Carolina will be on the air, and you know all these other all these other ships that are uh, boat you know docked for museums and stuff like that. A lot of them have amateur radio clubs associated with them, and they maintain the uh, the radios and stuff like that 
on the ships, and uh, a lot of times they'll even use the actual antennas on the ship. So it uh, it's kind of interesting to to see that and and work uh, work a bunch of them. All right, excellent. Is that the let's see, uh, that ship one? Is that the one that they do here at the Titanic? <coughs> no, I they do know. that in April when the Titanic. Sank. Oh, right, the, because of the sinking. Right. <clears throat> okay, so that's a different thing. Uh, I was I was on the radio today and I heard a special event station Whiskey Four Tango and they I don't remember what they were for some sort of thing in Georgia I uh, didn't get in contact with them and uh, it's funny you should mention the K seven UGA because the guy I was talking to on the way up to Hamvention uh, we talked to him all the way from Springfield to somewhere in Illinois uh, he's actually the uh, head of the K seven UGA. Oh, nice. Can't, can't remember. His name was uh, Bill, same as you, and his call sign was like KE9-something. I, I can't remember. I've been trying to look it up, but I can't remember. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he's he's the head of that organization, so it's kind of funny that uh, their their contest or their special event came up here. Yeah. So, all right, very good. Lido Radio Mounts, no hole mounting solution. That's it. Lido or Lido. Lido or, yeah. yeah. There yep. you go. Yep. I bought a Yezu mic holder from them, and Cheryl got her thing for her wheelchair. So check out Lido, no hole mounts, or whatever you just said. Well, let's see. Uh, club governance, blah, blah, blah. Was it no, Bill Poole? It's AA4Q. He's a secretary. That's for the DX Association. Yeah. So he's not the president or anything. No, so I'm looking at their website. he said it was like the organizer or something, uh, some something to do with that group, Arizona DX Society. Silver Comet Trail 10th anniversary. That was it. Yeah, Silver Comet Trail. And then there's the Strange Antenna Challenge based out of Springfield. Everybody get your Pringle cans out. Yeah. Special out. event in which amateur radio operators employ founder makeshift antennas to simulate emergency operating conditions following a storm or other disaster. Educational outreach opportunity for clubs to start interest in antenna theory and is an interesting special event to draw the interest in potentially new amateur radio operators from the public. The call sign K0S is an affirmation of the unique public service given to all of us through the years. All right. Cool. And that's May 24th through May 27th. So that's about done. So. All right. So moving on, uh, we, have our, uh, ram- uh, we have our amateur radio challenge for the next couple of weeks. And that was, at least for me, I chose uh, getting on an HF net you have never been on before. And I got into one today. It was called the No Name Net. Uh, <laughs> it was on 14240 at 3 p.m. Central Time. Uh, and there's lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of HF nets out there. Uh, there's a there's a list at uh, November One yankeezulucom uh, of tons and tons and tons of nets. Uh, there are other lists out there as well. So if you want to check one of those out and just uh, sign on to a net, a lot of them are just kind of rag chew nets, or some of them are technical nets or things like that, or emergency services nets. Um, but just sign into a net, become part of a net, and uh, get your call sign out there and work some HF, uh, like I did today. All right, so moving on from there, we're going to switch over to uh, open source topics for this week. Open source things to do, things to try, uh, things to get jiggy with. And the first thing is uh, a distro to try. And the distro you should try this time around is our distro, uh, the one that Bill rolled up for us, uh, the Linux in the Hamshack version of Ubuntu 18.04, uh, which we've already said a million times at Hamvention, is uh, the latest 18.04, which is the LTS uh, Bill rolled in the Ham Radio Pure Blend packages, 
and the PPAs for CQR log to fix the MySQL bug, and the uh, PPA for WSJTX, so you have all the current modes available to you, like FT8. So uh, all of that stuff is available on there. It's a live distro, of course, and an installer, and we will publish a link to where you can download them, and I will be publishing them all as torrents uh, soon. So uh, if you have the ability to seed torrents, uh, you know, please do that. And uh, links to those will be published uh, in the show notes and probably over on the website in the left-hand column as well. So if you can help us out by seeding, please do that, because I don't want to be the only seeder. <laughs> all right. And then we have some events. So, Cheryl, you want to uh, read one of these events, like maybe the first one? Uh, maybe I want to read the second okay, one. Okay, well, you can do the second one. I'll do the no, first one then. whatever. <laughs> <coughs> you don't have to get choked up about it. It's because you're so mean <laughs> to me. So anyway, the uh, first event we have for this weekend is the Postgres Vision 2018. It's an event dedicated to applying Postgres to solving digital business challenges. This unique event uh, includes insights from technology and business luminaries, Fortune 500 use cases, examinations of the open source ecosystem, incorporating agility frameworks and DevOps methods, migrating from Oracle and other legacy database systems, adoption of database-as-a-service solutions, and long-range outlooks from industry legends. And it will be June 5th and 6th in Boston. All right. So you can learn about the open-source database product, Postgres. And then there's coming up Texas Linux Fest, and that is down in Austin on June 8th and June 9th. Uh, it's an annual community-run conference for Linux. I think they're in, like, year four or five now, something around there. Uh, it features uh, users and enthusiasts from around the Lone Star State, and whether you use free software Linux at home, in your place of business, in your school or nonprofit, or you are simply curious, Texas Linux Fest has something for you. So check out Texas Linux Fest down there in Austin. All right. And last but not least, we have the... LHS Open Source Challenge, and I just threw this in here last minute, but I think it's a good one. It's listen to at least one episode of an open source inspired podcast that you have not listened to before. And I'm going to take my own challenge up here and uh, pick one or two podcasts that I haven't listened to and uh, check them out. Maybe like uh, Sunday Morning Linux for you, even though <laughs> I've, uh, I've actually listened to it in the past. It's been so long. Uh, I might check that one out again. So. All right, so now we're moving into the fun stuff, the hedonism. Let's uh, talk about food, and that's food. where that's where you jump in and talk about food. And we did have uh, official recognition of your recipe corner at Hamvention. Several yes, folks said they really liked the recipes, so right. let's give them one to, to chew on. Okay, well, since it's Memorial Day weekend and barbecue season is officially kicking off in the United States, I'm sharing one of our favorite salad recipes, which Russ's mother actually gave me years ago. And anyway, it's for an Asian coleslaw, and it needs a head of red cabbage chopped fine, some green onions, some ramen noodles, some slivered almonds, some sesame seeds, butter, olive oil, sugar, cider vinegar, and soy sauce. Um, it's it's a really easy recipe to do. Um, the, the instructions are a little long, so I'm not going to read them over the air. Um, but you can check out the recipe in the uh, show notes. Um, but it's, it is definitely something that is a different cold salad recipe that, you know, everybody seems to love. So especially if, especially if you like sesame, cause it's oh, yeah. very, it's very sesame. sesame. Yes. And I, I have a, a very strong Pinchy. affinity yeah. for sesame. So I love this stuff. Yeah. 
we we eat on it for a week so one one thing i will say about this is it when you make the the dressing the wet part of it if you're gonna be keeping it for a little while don't put the two together until right before you need it and also use less than you think you need because otherwise it becomes kind of soupy yeah yeah Yeah, i actually have in the instructions that you know if you're if you're not serving this immediately keep everything separate um and just put the dressing on like 10 or 15 minutes before you serve it or it does get soupy and soggy and kind of nasty right and just and add the dressing like a little bit at a time and make sure it's well coated because if you just dump it on you're going to have soup you know just yeah you it doesn't need as much as you think it does right so just yeah, be careful you can, about you that. can always add a little more if you need it but right. you know start, start out with the dry version and, and go from there and go so, from there right yep. all right so we're going to move on to my drink corner and tonight i'm going to be talking about whistling andy straight bourbon whiskey and this is a whiskey that comes from Montana locally. I think it's Big Fork, Montana, is where yep. it comes out of. Um, and Bill bought a bottle of this and brought it to Hamvention, so I thought I would talk about it. Uh, the one thing I don't know about this is how much it costs, so I'm going to have to leave that up to Bill when we get to there. Uh, it is a straight bourbon whiskey. I did not look up the mash bill. I'm not even sure the mash bill is published. Um, it's 40% alcohol, 80 proof. Uh, the color is a medium caramel. I actually saw it described elsewhere as muddy orange, and it does not look muddy orange to me. So uh, it looks just like a, a regular medium caramel color to me. Uh, the nose on it is quite nice. Uh, it's a lot of grains, um, separate and individual grains, like corn, cereal grain, oatmeal. You can smell the rye as well. And there's also a little bit of a hint of green apple as well on the nose. Which is actually quite pleasant. It's um, it's not super complex, but it has a very nice aroma to it. On the taste, the taste doesn't really match up with the nose at all, I noticed. Um, you definitely get the oak character uh, from the aging process. It's aged three years. Uh, you get vanilla, a nice subtle grapefruit. And I'm not usually a fan of the taste of grapefruit, but the way it works into the taste on this is actually quite nice. And then there's a sort of dry rye grain uh, spice finish, which is also very nice. It's a very smooth drinking. I, I don't personally recommend it as just a, you know, a straight bourbon to drink neat. Um, it's not really that good, but it is definitely an interesting mixer. It has a very nice character uh, when you put it in cola, and that's the way I chose to drink it all weekend long. So... Um, <laughs> Yeah, he's finishing up the last little yep, bit that I'm was left in the bottle right, right now. Actually, now. wow. <laughs> so um, I'm going to give it a, a, an 83. I don't really think it's quite good enough to be like a daily. Just put it in the glass and drink it neat. But if you want something that's got a great character when mixed with some cola, um, you you could do a lot worse. Uh, so Bill has put in here that it costs around forty five dollars a fifth. So uh, to me, that would seem a little expensive for what you're getting. Um, but it is, uh, a small batch, you know, local distillery, uh, they, they locally source all their ingredients there in Montana. Uh, so if you want to support local business and local distilleries, you know, definitely you go, go out and get yourself yeah. some. Yeah. I'm curious about their hibiscus coconut rum. That sounds really good. So. Yeah. That does sound good. <laughs> yeah. Banana, plum. Yeah. I don't think they had the rum when I was there. They, I tried the vodka and, uh, it was just vodka. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, we, we've, like, got okay, a, yeah. we've got a couple of local distilleries that it's like, oh, try our vodka. I'm like, hmm, it tastes like vodka. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like hard to screw up vodka, but some some people do. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so all right, so but we'll yeah. move on to uh, what Bill's drinking. Well, not tonight, but uh, over the yeah. last weekend. I drank it over Hamvention weekend. Uh, Russ and uh, Cheryl brought me a growler of the Mother's Brewing Company out of Springfield, Missouri. The uh, I believe it's the Winter's Grind. Yes. Yep. It, and it was a uh, 6% uh, stout, and it was very, very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even when we first got it, because it was a little warm from the travel, right. but... Uh, but it still was fine because it uh, it has you know, it tastes like coffee. It, uh, <laughs> it's a coffee beer, and uh, from the from the website they say it's coffee in the nose, coffee in the flavor, coffee in the finish. It's just coffee everywhere. It's uh, all supported uh, by uh, let's see by an English dry stout. It has uh, 1.5 pounds of roasted to order espresso beans from the uh, Mud House Coffee. I guess it's a local coffee house there yeah, too. Huh? Per, yep, per right barrel. Per barrel of the stout, so uh, it makes it a very nice, uh, flavorful uh, stout, and uh, it's good for breakfast or any time of day. <laughs> Bill had it for breakfast every day. Yes, he that's did. right. Yep. <laughs> Even at it when it got slushy in the fridge because the fridge was yeah. up too high. <laughs> it sounds like things in the refrigerator just aren't cold enough. Can you turn that up? So I turn it all the way up, and, and it's like doesn't seem like it's frozen. getting cold. It doesn't seem like it's getting cold. You open it up the next morning, and everything's frozen solid. <laughs> <laughs> It turned it into a true ice box. Yes. Was, uh, <laughs> everything in there was ice. Yep. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was very, it was very good. All right, very good. So if you ever get around uh, Southwest Missouri Way, check out Mother's Brewery. They do tours, and they keep something like 25 of their beers on tap, on tap at yep. all times. So definitely very cool. Yeah, Russ's favorite is their Chocolate Thunder. The Chocolate Thunder is very good, but I think the Imperial Three Blind Mice is, is really good. Although I have not tried the Imperial Milf yet, so right. that, that might be the new the new winner. Well, the Chocolate Thunder is made with cocoa, or, uh, yeah, cocoa beans from Askinosi Chocolate, which is also in Springfield. Yep, a local so. chocolate manufacturer. Yeah. But you can't go wrong with a Milf. A good Milf is good. <laughs> Are you talking about beer? Oh, what were we talking about? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Just wanted to be, you know, clear about that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're down to the end. That's it. That was uh, our episode, and we want to thank anybody who tuned in live. I know Ted is in the chat room, and Don Casey9ZMY is in the chat room. Uh, I'm not sure anybody else uh, was able to stop by this Thursday evening, but we will uh, tease our upcoming interviews on the next episode, which will be on Monday, May, whatever that is. May something <laughs> yeah it's still may that's it's memorial nice. day isn't it yeah may 30th oh yeah are we doing something on memorial day well that's yeah, be the 28th 28th so. yep well unless everyone decides they got to do something else we, we can move it if we need to but i'm gonna be here so it doesn't really matter all right so yeah, yeah so we'll be doing it on monday yeah we got it easy because we got a lot of uh, interviews to play that's right true. yep it's gonna be super easy so uh <laughs> tune in for that because it's really really informative and i i actually learned a lot and i changed my i i completely reversed my opinion of a certain company based on this interview so um you know be there for that so with that this has been episode number 229 post hamvention 2018 of linux in the Hamshack. i'm russ k5tux i'm cheryl w5moo and i'm bill any 4 rd 73 Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. 
You can support the program by visiting the LHS Patreon page of patreon.com stroke LHS podcast or using the contribute link on the website. Get in touch via social media. The show has a presence on Google+, Facebook, Twitter, Discord and YouTube. Or you can drop an email to info at lhspodcast.info or record a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW. That's 1-909-547-7469. Visit the IRC channel, LHS Podcast, on the Freenode IRC network. Also visit the online merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable LHS merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a Linux convention or ham fest. Email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info or visit the website for details. The podcast is recorded live every Monday night at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. Connect to the stream at stream.blacksparrowmedia.net colon 8008 stroke LHS live. Until next time, over and out. in the ham shack and the linux in the ham shack logo are released under a creative commons attribute non-commercial no derivatives 4.0 international license